All right. Hello, and welcome back to the Sticks Golf Tournament Recap Show, the week after the U.S. Open. Uh, if you like golf, you loved that back nine. That was pretty incredible. Uh, Matt Fitzpatrick hitting 17 out of 18 greens. Will Zalatoris has a putt on 18, take it to a playoff, ends up uh, leaving it a little bit high. But, you know, what an awesome week. Um, got some really good conversations this week, kind of nitpick some of the guys' play, uh, who played well, who played poorly. Um, talk a little bit about the live stuff, but not too much. And, yeah, it's a really good conversation. So I hope you guys enjoy. And without further ado, let's get to the pod. All right, welcome back to the Six Golf Tournament Recap Show. The Sunday, the the U.S. Open just finished. Just um, finished. Just finished. Okay. So what an event! If you can't see Willie, if you guys are watching on YouTube, he's right there. Sorry, Will. Um, guys, what do you think? Oh no! Before that, Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Oh yeah, I got to I got to watch the U.S. Open with my dad today. We got to sit on the couch, kind of lounge around. It was a great day. So I uh, really enjoyed that. But golf clap to the dads. Golf clap out for the pops. All the all the dads yeah. there. I actually had a great day with mine. He he uh, came over. We played nine holes at Lakeside, and then went came back to the house and ordered some pizza and watched the open, the back nine of the open. So it was awesome. My dad woke me up this morning and said he was <laughs> leaving for his flight. I said, "All right, happy Father's Day. Have a good trip." And then <laughs> so that was it. <laughs> that was it. There you go. That's all you need. Oh, that's great. Well, congrats to uh, to Maddie. I mean, that was pretty freaking awesome. Oh wait, yeah, I gotta I gotta grab my drink. One second. <laughs> you drinking anything, Trey? No, no, I'm not. I drank all weekend. I'm I'm feeling I'm feeling hurt. I've got a Beedratty koozie. Oh, babe. Oh, wink, babe. wink, hint, hint, and a Corona Premier. Beautiful. I, I lost my first round match on Friday morning in the Richmond City Amateur, which was a huge bummer. Yeah. I think I was more bummed about just like missing the rest of the tournament than actually losing. Like it just sucks when you're just Who done when you when you thought you were gonna play Saturday and hopefully Sunday. Um a good buddy of mine, Zach Werman, he's on the board of the RGA. He uh played at Randolph Macon. We actually lived together at Kenlock for a while. He's he's an awesome dude, so I was happy for him. Um so, yeah, Jordan Utley won. Uh, a lot of Virginia golfers know Jordan Utley. He got his first Richmond City Amateur title. Crazy fact, that guy's been in the final of the stadium three times and uh, unfortunately hasn't won it. Um, and he had never won a city amateur, so I'm really glad. Obviously, the, the Richmond Am is, is no stadium, but uh, congrats to Jordan for for clipping off a, a great tournament this weekend. Beat our other friend, Ben Kiefer. Um yeah. In the final, so congrats to Jordan. Yeah, well, uh, I have about the most stock standard beverage of all time. I have a what? Bud Light. Are they out of Paco's? Uh, yeah, they're out. Of, they're out of pocket. I mean, I drank them all, so I. Jackson Hole is not out of Paco's by any means, but Tom yeah. is out of Paco's. That's what so, I meant. That's so we meant. are we are to Bud Lights. They meaning you, yeah. Yes, correct. Um, 
17 out of 18 greens for Maddie today, getting mm. Maddie fits. I mean, that's one of the most impressive ball striking displays. I mean, I know we talk a lot about, we have talked a lot about Will Zaltoris being kind of the you know number one ball strike guy on tour. Um, but I mean, he absolutely made a display and that shot he hit with a nine iron and 18 out of that fairway bunker was <sighs> all time, all time. That, I mean, that's truly legendary. That's one of those shots. Like if I ever get to play the country club, I want to go drop a ball right there and I'll, you know, you can visualize dropping it right. So you just have enough room to get it by that Correct. finger. And um, you've got to kind of hit that little cut shot around the finger and get it to that. Yeah, it was just. I didn't even see it. I walked in the other room to get snacks for the playoff that I was assuming it was going to happen. I was like, there's no way he's making four. Right. From That's what I thought. When he oh. hit it in there, I thought, oh, auto five. Like, yeah, auto yeah. five. I said, we've got a playoff. <laughs> yeah. And I was so excited. And because if anyone listened last week, everybody knows that I had most of my money on Will's Altoris to win. So that was a little bit of a heartbreaker for Tom, but it, it is what it is. <laughs> just continually losing money left and right. On- you got to just bet him on top fives. That's, that's a much safer. Play. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to have to move from away from winter plays. Yeah. How about this? Will's Altoris now has three runner ups in majors before he has even, he's yet to win a PJ tour event. Uh, so- I just think that's, pretty insane i'm really glad you said that because that leads perfectly into one of my topics for tonight which was i think it's well established that wills Torres is the best player on tour without a win mm-hmm. but at this point i think he is in very high standings for saying that he is the best player on tour without a major even though he hasn't even won yet I can't. I can't think of like who. Uh, Billy Horschel just popped in my head. Tony um, Finau. Who are the other? Who are Cameron, the other candidates? Tony Finau, Cameron Smith. Um, yeah. And those are kind of those kind of guys. Well, it's it's. I guess it depends on the criteria. But to me, I would look more at a guy like Cam Smith, who's won some golf tournaments. I mean, I know what you're saying. You're just talking pure skill level. I'm talking. I'm, I'm pure skill level. And yeah. Maybe, okay. and, and maybe even like at this exact point in time. With right you know, the playoff at the PGA losing to Justin Thomas and then being once again right there just a couple like a month later at the US Open. And the guy's playing probably some of the, if not the best golf consistently throughout the last couple months, like some mm-hmm. of the best golf. And I I think it's hard to put anybody else above him in that category at this point. I mean, he's definitely yeah. the best player without a win. That's a fact. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I think I think you're absolutely right. And the other week we were having that little debate, uh, Cameron Young versus Will's Torres, who would have a better career. And uh, I did say, you know, Will's game is really built for the majors. And I, I, I see him contending a lot in majors. He may not, it, it's unless the the putting, you know, if he can really right the ship with that long term, um, you know, I don't see him winning said, a ton he- of shootouts on the PGA Tour. But majors, you don't have to be a great putter to win majors. You have to ball strike your way there and make the putts when you need them. And, and with that does. being said, he made a bunch of putts this week. Um, but every time he had a anything like 10 to anything inside 10 feet, that like five feet, 10 foot range, like I was, I was frightened. And even like, I can't remember what hold is in the front nine. It's the, it's the, it's not like the, it's not 11, the little short par three, but it's the other par three. The pin was front right today. And he stuck it to like, you know, two feet, even that stroke from a foot and a half scared the living shit out of me. I mean, I, I'm I'm almost positive that he stopped moving the putter on back and then just kind of like pause and then then hit it. Like it just it still gives him the heebie-jeebies. Yeah, I don't like that one bit. And I mean, you know, 
we'll see. Maybe he'll start figuring it out. He'll have a great year putting and a win a major and a win three or four times, and that'll kind of solidify his deal. But mm-hmm. I, I hope that he just kind of like does a little bit of a, a Scotty Scheffler and just wins like five out of eight weeks or some shit like that. Like, cause it's totally doable. Like the way he hits the golf ball. I mean, I know I've said it on the pod before. It's like, he will ball strike his way to many, many victories. It's just depending on when. Yeah. So I don't know. Sure. Probably on in the tougher weeks, right? The weeks that resemble more of a, a of a major, like a Bay Hill. Now, I was literally um, about to say a Bay Hill, literally yeah. a Bay Hill is like a, a tournament that I could totally see him just ball striking his way to a win. Yeah. And I don't see him winning at, uh, yeah, I mean, he could win anywhere. He's that good. But, you know, TPC, what is it? Rivers, we're going to this week on, on the travel. I'm going at PGA now. Travelers. Not at PGA yeah. Definitely winning at PGA West, where it takes right. 33 under par. Yeah. Um, I think I think another little piece, which was great for the U.S. Open and great for PGA Tour, was that there wasn't any, anyone even remotely close that it was a live guy. Like, That's it true. For, for the first major post-live to have, like, you know, DJ beat Kevin Na right at the end. Like <laughs> that would have been pretty tough, but right. this is a pretty good situation D- for it. DJ was the only one I can even think of that was anywhere even remotely. And that was really he was always, you know, more in that fifteenth, twentieth range. He wasn't really he threatening. Wasn't right, but he wasn't on the first page at any point, I don't think. Right. right no, right. I don't think so. I mean, maybe yeah, I don't know. Um Yeah, two two good weeks for the for the tour, you know, the, the Canadian open with Rory and JT and then a U.S. Open, which obviously is not a PGA Tour event, but you know, you know, oh, I mean, it, not a live event, <laughs> right? The fact, like, like, like you said, it's another kind of good PR week for, uh, um, for the PGA Tour, mostly just a, a crisis averted situation. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if Phil had won, Jay Monahan's head might have exploded. Uh, t- two guys I want to shout out this week on, uh, well, actually three. One being our boy Brandon Matthews making the yeah. cut in the U S open. That was super fun to watch. Get to awesome. get that awesome golf swing on, on TV. Um, but then the other one, Joel Damon, nobody thought yeah. that Joel Damon was going to do what Joel Damon did this week, including Joel Damon. I mean, he didn't, <laughs> I mean, he didn't even like want to play like the, his caddy and his wife and his friends and family had to, that. he didn't, he, he was like, he wasn't exempt into the U S open. He didn't really want to go through the whole qualifying thing. He was like, ah, fuck it. Like, it's fine. Like, I don't need to play. Like if, whatever. He, and he just kind of is that way. I feel like, mm-hmm. he's, like in interviews and stuff and, you know, good on his caddy and his friends and family for making him go and qualify because this is a, I think this is a career defining week for him. Like he now knows that his game is going to, it, it plays at, at major championships. And I think this is only, a, I think this is a huge win for Joel Damon. I know he, I mean, I think he was yeah, top T top 10, uh, even par. I know I sl- kind of slipped on a Saturday and Sunday, but I still think it's a huge win for Joel this week. Yeah, and I mean he's one of the one of the great guys out there. You hear it over and over that he's one of the guys that all the other tour players want to be friends with, you know. Exactly. And then the other one is near and dear to my heart, Keegan Bradley. Let's fucking go, baby. Getting to, <laughs> getting to play in front in front of his home crowd in Boston. I mean, I I can only imagine the emotions that he and he's already an emotional guy. Um his his dad actually was the long term teaching pro at the golf course that I'm I'm playing at here in Jackson Hole, so I know his dad quite well. So a lot of lot of support for Keegan in uh, in this neck of the woods. So I was very excited to see him play. And Danny well, McCarthy. And Danny McCarthy. Yeah, the guy who we are close with, uh, his coach Brian Cregan, who we're going to mm-hmm. see in when back about Jackson. Exactly. And one more one more in that vein. Uh, uh Callum Taren. I, I haven't met Callum, but 
he I played have. with a lot of my buddies that uh, okay yeah he played he played golf at radford with a lot of my buddies and a lot of people probably saw his name for the first time uh when he was uh what, leading like, leading for a while and and even it was like through 36 holes or something yeah dude. i mean he like was, 27 holes maybe i think it was he later in the clubhouse after made an rounds. awesome eagle on eight i think it was friday yeah. and they like kind of jolted him up he, the leaderboard and i was like oh um, I met buddy, him on tour, caddying. One of his his caddy was one of my favorite people I, I've met in golf. A guy named Landon Ewing. He doesn't caddy anymore, but he, he caddied for him for a whole season, and uh, and he was he was one of the best out there. I I don't know if this was like super planned, but uh, he was playing in a corn fairy event a couple years ago in Nashville that a bunch of my friends were at, and um, they 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 were on a bachelor party, and he was playing in a corn fairy event. Um, misses the cut and so then just goes out for the rest of the weekend with the boys in Nashville. I'm like, did he miss That's that awesome. cut on purpose? That's <laughs> awesome. If he did, uh, I have so much respect for him. TC, that's like the rice planners where you, where you're, you get four free days in Charleston, so you miss that cut. You're like, oh no, <laughs> oh no, we'll just hang out in Charleston, even though that is the hottest fucking week on the planet to be in Charleston, but it is very very fun. Yeah, that's great. Um, by the way, and, and time, before before we move on to more positives, uh, reverse shout out for Grayson Murray, absolute psychopath, who I think we've all heard some negative stories and rumors about. I'm just glad he has his front tooth back. He looked like <laughs> such a fucking idiot. Um, you remember we saw him in Jupiter? Yes. He and I remember guys that I knew and he was just like standing like out like around. Yeah. It was very bizarre. He was Cause like, you looked, nah. cause you looked at me and you're like, dude, is that who I think it is? And I'm like, <laughs> pretty sure that's Grace Murray, but I don't know. It looks like he's got he was with a couple of buddies of mine from the mini tour days. And I was like, is that? And they're like, yeah. I was like, all right, what's he doing here? Like drinking with us? And we're like, okay. He went viral on some big Instagram accounts, like back to back posts where, you know, one, he just does an absolute hammer throw with the putter. And then, and then he snapped. I don't know, what was it? The next hole, he snaps one over his knee. Yeah. Just absolutely losing it. Yeah. I love that. Well, it's, it's such a, such a stupid move, but it's so funny. It's so funny. It's, it's like Grayson Murray. Horia to do that. Like it's, it's, you have, you're, you're out of the golf tournament. He's 15 over par. I guess that's why he's angry, but like, <laughs> Get a hold, get a hold of yourself, bud. But he was also like kind like on Friday and Saturday, he was like up near the top of the leaderboard. Like I think he was one of two rounds under par, like the beginning Saturday. So I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not funny. I'm not like the the nicest golfer when I'm playing poorly either. So like I I kind of get it. In fact, we received a video uh, that was pretty funny from our buddy Chris Dick. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Tom Junior. And he has tracked down the putter. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I did have a, a pretty mean. I, I played in a golf tournament uh, about a week and a half ago uh, with my dad, a little two man event called the Big Lebowski, and it was just a drinking fest, and and we ended up losing. Uh, we think shot nine under. The I think the winners were twelve, but we went out for a little emergency nine, little gambling game, and I missed like a I don't know, like a six footer that I probably should have made. And I was a little torn up and I just chucked the putter about 50, 60 yards. And, but I did the right thing. And I threw it online to where I was walking, which is a pro move. It's a pro move. And he goes, Oh, and he, and he has tracked down the putter throw. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe I'll throw that video in at the very end, just so people can see it. That's so funny. Um, let's, uh, let, let's go back to the, uh, to the golf tournament a bit. And I'm, I'm thinking about Saturday afternoon as things are starting to really unfold. Um, I thought Scotty Scheffler might just absolutely, you know, maybe not run away with it, but really uh, get himself out in front and stay there for a while. He had that hole out. I think it was on the eighth hole. 
yeah, on Saturday. Five. And then, you know, it looked like he had a chance to really separate himself. But uh, then he got it to six know, this morning. Double, double bogey, you know, made a double bogey, uh, you know, on the back nine on Saturday. So kind of came back to the field. And then obviously um, Zalatoris and, and Fitzpatrick had great finishes Saturday. But what, what were you guys thinking as things were kind of unfolding Saturday evening and then today as the, as the round got started? Um, I definitely thought that, well, I mean, it's hard to like, I mean, beginning of the day, I thought Will's out was going to be in it the entire day. And then he kind of slipped away in the beginning, but Saturday night i I was, I had all my chips on Willie. I had all my chips on Willie. And then, and I really, and then again, I didn't know that Matt Fitzpatrick is going to go out there and hit 17 greens today. Like, you know, you, you can't like bank on someone to do that, <laughs> but for him to win the USAM here back in 2013, it's it set up so well for him. I, I, if you're again, he's probably not a name that you know unless you're kind of deep into the golf scene. I feel like I mean he's not like the most out there guy ever. I mean you might you probably know him for when Bryson came out of like a few years ago, just said like yeah he's making a mockery of the game, you know, gaining 40 pounds and trying to hit it as far as he can. That being said, he also went on his own little run of trying to get longer. So I think he's kind of got to eat his words a little bit on that. Um, but yeah, yeah he hit like 60 before that. So he, <laughs> he's now he's just up to normal. Yeah. Now he's just up to normal, but, but yeah, so like in, okay. into Saturday, I was looking at the two leaders and those are the guys that I was looking at for the, for the biggest chance to win on the win today. I was really hoping Rory was going to do something um, or what you said, honestly, I was even Zalatoris got to eight. I was watching. I saw him do that live and I was like, Whoa, not Zalatoris, Scheffler. When Scheffler holds it, yeah, Nate, uh, yeah, I was. I thought he was. And then he birdies the three of the first four holes this morning, which is oh, that's right. The, and those are the four hardest holes on the golf course. That's literally like playing that stretch five under, like yeah, everyone right. else, like, five and a half under par, probably. Yeah, which yeah, is, I wasn't in front of the sure. TV yet, but I I happened to pull the scores up. I was out playing and saw he birdied three of the first four, and I'm like, here we go. This is just I just I had a feeling he was going to get it done, and then I also had some money on Rory. That threw down Saturday afternoon. I, I, I gotta say, like, I'm just a little disappointed in Rory. Maybe that's a little unfair. I mean, but like, he can't. He, he won't. He just, he's won't just win. not playing his best golf when he needs to. We haven't seen it in a major in so long. And um, I and I don't think you. I don't. Th- I think it's totally fair for you to say that it's disappointing because anything but a win for him at this point is a disappointment. Yeah, yeah and that sucks that he's in that position. But the reality is, coming off one of the most talented players you know, of our generation. And we're now in, we're going to be, unless he wins at St. Andrews, he'll be going into year nine of this drought, this major drought. Um, You know, he's doing great things otherwise, right? We've talked about that before the FedEx cup race to Dubai players championship, won the Canadian open last week. So, I mean, he's, he's still Rory, but man, I just want to see him light it up in a major on the yeah. weekend and we just haven't right. seen that in he, so long he, unless he it's for a back for a crazy backdoor action like at the masters this year yeah i wouldn't, I wouldn't say he teased this early in his career but he did a couple of things early in his career where he just like dusted yeah so now that he's not doing that it just seems like like come on like also did you guys catch the uh when they were looking back at his win in 2012 how fucking young he looked yeah back then versus now i, I mean it's it's truly like he's a different person now like i mean he's so so much more jacked i mean he's almost looking a little bit of gray on the sides oh that so, i even said that aloud to my buddy i was watching it with my friend sean i was like does he have gray hair now yeah so oh, yeah he's got he goes dude rory's old <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, a, it's unfortunate. Like, I, again, he's got so much game and it's not like he can't do it. It's just not doing it. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but he's just not. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it is what it is. Um, well, I was, uh, I was thinking back to, you know, Sunday finish. Matty Fitz, uh, what, he bogeyed 10 and 11, um, kind of looked like, and at that point, I think there were a ton of guys that were still right there. Um, but then he drops that absolute bomb on 13. He said, yeah. he said in his press conference, you know, he said, I know it was like 60 feet, but when I looked at it, I really fancied it. <laughs> All right. That's so, that. yeah. That's so British. Yeah. That's so British. Like, you, you from super long range, you're just like, I'm probably going to make this. And you, I, it, I, I really, it, you know, I knew it. I knew it. Like you just step over like, it, you know, you're going to make it. But haven't, it hasn't ever, haven't we all had that feeling yeah. over like a 40, yeah. 50 That's what I'm range. saying. Like that like, happens every once in a while. God, this just, feels like, fucking You can't, you great. can't like force it. It just happens and you, and you make it and you're like, well, I knew that was going in from the second I read it. I also think it was kind of cool. I don't know if you guys caught like at the end after like the coverage at the end, he's getting interviewed. Um, they were saying, you know, how do you like, Somebody said something about he was pulling his watch out of his bag and he could see his hand kind of shaking. Um, and then they asked him, you know, how do you kind of com- combat those nerves? And he was very, you know, open about it. He said, well, with the, the woods and the irons and the chipping and stuff, it's really not a big thing for me But with the putter. And I think you could see that on 17 and 18. I mean, he was, I mean, that put on 17, he was not trying to make that. He no. was just trying to get it anywhere <laughs> near the hole where he just didn't have to worry hey, about on 18. And he, it's he, kind he of the same thing on 18. Him. 20 feet. I mean, he just, he just dribbled the thing down there. He was just trying to make sure he made four and made Zalatoris make and it. He taps in without the pin in for the first time the entire day. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, he's going to miss. Yeah. <laughs> it's because there's no pin to aim at. Yeah. So, yeah. The superstitious side of Trey was just having a meltdown. I'm sure meltdown. watching that. Yeah. Trey, Trey needed to have him have like, seven T's in his left pocket, holes, whatever the fuck his craziness is. All of a sudden he's like, <laughs> now the putt to, to win, he's like, take it out, take it out. <laughs> I, I thought it was so funny because he, you know, he was very lasered, lasered in, zoned in, whatever. He didn't look like, you know, very tunnel vision for the most part. But when he hit that putt on seventeen, uh, it just kind of almost like duffed it down by the hole. He was just giggling with with Billy Foster's caddy. I thought that was kind of a funny moment of, you know, he's still in the heat of the battle. He's he knows he's got a huge hole ahead of him, biggest hole of his life ahead of him, and they were just like literally. Crack it up, laugh about what a bad putt that was on seven. More note on that. So he, he did tap in before Zal. He had I me. Mean, I had he had this, but he did tap in before Zalatoris putted, and I think that was probably a good thing because that way you don't have a putt to like the. I don't know. It's, it's one of those, Yeah, it's uh, like you. I I think he would have been more nervous had Zalatoris either because like when once you know what it's for versus like now you have to watch him putt. Like I always I'd always rather watch somebody else putt the 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 fifteen twenty footer versus like now you have to make this two footer that is now the putt to win. Yeah. We're kind of, all right. We're, now, yeah. You, you can go time me, but that's no doubt. Especially we're if he's nervous with the putter. So it's, that's probably a good thing that he just got. That's probably why he tapped in with the pin out. Cause Zal Torres already had the pin out. He's like, I'm going to finish. <laughs> um, I'm just going to speed this up. Yeah. We're kind of bounce around a little bit, but uh whole 15 was pretty sick. You know, he, he hits it pretty far, right. Ends up in the trample down area, but he got, that's um, such a great break. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and he so, said, Will hit it closer to the fairway and was fucking screwed. His right. lie stunk. I mean, and the only place he could really hit it was to get an absolutely perfect one that threaded those bunkers. He was going to be in one of those bunkers and he was going to have that 35, 40 yard bunker shot, which, as we all know, is the most dreaded shot in golf. So, yeah. Yeah. Fitzpatrick said in a post round interview, someone asked him about that, like, what a great break. And he's like, well, you know, 
you're right. It was a great bait, but he said, I've also been in contention a lot this year where things didn't quite go my way. And I, when I got up to that ball, it, I kind of like was like, all right, maybe this is my day. Right. Cause we all know you've all heard it. Like to win a golf tournament, especially a big golf tournament, you, you gotta, you gotta do things right, but you, you need a couple of good breaks on your side. And, and that was one of them. And he took advantage, right? I mean, he had, hit an absolute laser from 220 and then drops an 18 footer right in the center. I mean, I almost so think that he got, he got a good break day. and he, he capitalized. That was, that was the whole of the day. Yeah. And like everyone gets breaks all day and that literally decides who wins. Like you just said, like, it's just, it's just part of the game. Truly. Um, you realize when, when you're younger or just in general, a lot of people, you know, it takes a while to realize that it really does all even out in the end. Right. Like it does. We all think we're getting screwed when we're, when we're growing up, but uh, a little maturity, a little, when you're a little wiser, you figure out that it really is, you know, it all bounces out in the end. And, and kind of going off of that, I think that uh, for anybody that, you know, watched from start to finish today, I think that Scotty Scheffler showed the most composure throughout the entire day when it came to good breaks, bad breaks and things like number one fairway, he hits it right in the middle of a divot. Um, any, and anybody else, I shouldn't say anybody else, but a lot of players would get up there and go, well, fuck me. I mean, I just hit it in the middle of the fairway. I should have a perfect number, perfect lie. And I'm now I'm going to divot and now I've got some issues. And then he just mans up, hits the shot, hits it in there 15, 12, 15 feet, and then makes it. So I, I, I just think the way that he handles himself and he's able to kind of keep his composure throughout the round was really, really impressive, even though he didn't win. Um, well, I, I was, I mean, he, he chipped out twice in that back nine and he made par on one of them. And like, that was, that was pretty strong. That's and he, he chipped it out bad. into the rough and made yeah. par. And he did that. I thought he was going to win. Yeah. Same. Oh my God. That was, that was where I was like, okay, well I already won. Like just checking, <laughs> looking at my draft Kings. I'm like, oh, come on, baby. Just pay me already. I'm ready. And then nope, nothing. No, sir. No, sir. Absolutely none. Um, so, uh, yeah, you got it, Rosie. I was just going to say back to 18. Um, my favorite moment of the week. Uh, well, there's two really good ones. So you're the caddy continues Billy Foster. hundred um, percent. You're the caddy man for 40 years of the biz. And, uh, finally gets this first major. Gotta love that. He kissed the flag, which yeah, that was, cool. uh, was really cool. It was kind of a la uh, Hideki's caddy doing the bow. So the caddies just continued to get uh, more spotlight than maybe in years past. So you gotta love that. Um, and then, uh, I, don't, I just caught this like, on a replay, but Alex Fitzpatrick, uh, obviously Matt's brother who plays at Wake, uh, teammates with Michael Brennan, one of our uh, friends here at Sticks. Um, so Alex, uh, there was a cool moment everybody saw where he high-fived his mom and they're freaking out on like 15 when he made that putt. But then uh, after he wins, I think, um, let's see. All right, so Matt and his mom are hugging and you can see and hear Alex Fitzpatrick and his dad kind of high-fiving and hugging and his dad says something like man this is just i i just can't believe it i i can't believe it and alex goes well he's pretty good at golf <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good and i also love that he flew home yesterday he flew back to wake yesterday when uh matt was like four or five shots back lands back in uh north carolina sees that his brother's you know tied for the lead Mm. Calls his agent and was like, hey, I need you to book me a flight tomorrow morning to go back. So he actually went back to wake, slept in his own bed, got back in, the, got back, back to the airport, 
hopped on another flight back to Boston and showed up the next morning. So kudos to him wow. for going back and watching his brother win his first major. I did not know that. That's crazy. Pretty nuts. Um, right before we hopped on, we were talking to our, our gambling expert uh, and uh, Dusty, and he made a really good point about the 10 shot rule and the cut this week. What was it? It was five under to three. Yeah, five, five under was leading three over was the cut line. So you had guys only eight guys shots that, back. Yeah. Four over five over that uh, didn't get a chance on the weekend. And that, that seems kind of crazy. Um, Trey, I think you had an example even exactly other than that. A corn fairy event that I, that I carried in for Brandon Matthews. He, he shot six under and missed the cut and 12 under was leading, which is the, the cut line was seven under originally five shots back. And it's six back. And then you think about, and you think about the PGA championship this year with, uh, with, uh, shit. Um, who won Uh, Justin Thomas. Um, and how, how he was what nine, seven shots back or nine shots back going seven or eight shots back with seven or eight shots back. I mean, I mean, I know that the masters is the only term that that still holds true to the 10 shot rule, but if the boys are making runs like this on the weekends and stuff, I think that they should almost think about going back to installing the 10 shot rule for either at least the majors, at least the majors, because when the, when the golf courses are set up that difficult, there's a big chance for big swings and stuff like that. So I, I I do feel bad for the guys at four or five over par that that weren't able to play because they played. I feel like they played good enough golf to make the cut. Yeah. And we Uh, talked about David McCarthy, who was, he made the cut on the number and he was in like fourth place. It's at one point today after he shot shot the low round of the day yesterday and it was, was was three under at some point during his round today. Yeah. God, he puts the shit out of that. Rolls up. Um, Yeah. I I would love to see the 10 shot roll across the board. I think that'd be fantastic. I, I don't, and I don't really, I can't really, he really won't because like, there's yeah. so many weeks where there's like, you know, 13 under is leading and the cut is, you know, one over. Yeah. Something like that. You know, and, uh, you know, John Vandeveld, the epic collapse in 99, the open championship, Paul Laurie won that golf tournament that day. And he started Sunday morning, 10 shots back. Yeah. Um, I mean, when he teed off, he was 10 back. So, I mean, yeah, it seems kind of crazy to cut people out there. Six, seven, eight back. Agreed. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, anybody that you thought that missed the cut this week that you were uh, kind of surprised about? The big name that comes to my mind was Cam Smith. Yeah. Uh, I was been- a little surprised that he missed the cut this week. Um, but because I just feel like he's one of those guys that shows up when it matters. And yeah, he's, yeah. I feel like he's kind of on the tail end of a, of a spike, though. You know, he, he played just so good early in the year that it's it's. If unless you're just Tiger Woods or apparently Scotty Scheffler, it's tough to just keep that rolling. Yeah. So that one's also, also sneaky great week again for Sam Burns. Just like yeah. I think he finished like one under. He's inside top ten. I think he's like oh one. really? Yeah. yeah. So that was sneaky. off my radar completely. Yeah. yeah he's one that I was going to mention toward the tail end of our best player who hasn't won a major right now list, but I didn't throw it in just because we already kind of wrapped it up. But I think he's uh, he's definitely he might. I mean, he's a probably almost ahead of Sal Torres. Just you think. He's won three times this year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's yeah. It's, it's a fair statement. I mean, I'm, I don't hate it. Um, he was right there too. And he was right there in the PGA and you know, yada, yada. Oh, also uh, Vic, what a, what a run of golf. I mean, yeah, he, he just uh, wins low amateur at the U S open <laughs> made the winning putt at NCAAs. Like his caddy, caddy and swing coach is the 
man, Adam Porzak, he caddied in my group. We caddied alongside each other for 36 holes at the USAM in Oakmont last year. And he is phenomenal. And I was, I was watching him on TV all day and I kept sending Snapchats to Johnny Barone, like Porzak. <laughs> <laughs> He's phenomenal. That's, 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 that's I was rooting for him more than I was rooting for Travis Vick. Yeah. Yeah, Vic's on an absolute heater. That's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's on cloud nine. Has to be. Is he? Uh, is he got? Does he have one more year? I think he has one more year at Texas. Probably. I mean, yeah. at this point, turn pro, dude. You're gonna have some sponsor exemptions, but I'm sure he wants his degree. But yeah, you know, whatever. And also, by the way, just Texas golf, just being an absolute powerhouse once again. Just truly. I mean, I remember, I know you look back at like the 2012, like Jordan Spieth and mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of that team, but having, you know, Scotty Scheffler come through that program too. Now, you know, Vic hammer, um, awesome. you know, you got the cootie brother or cootie. Yeah. Brother. Like that, that team is just, that team is just unbelievable. They're so they good. Can... Yeah. That's awesome. You guys um, have any other takeaways from the, I had, I had one more little nugget that I thought was great. Um, Fitzpatrick said that uh, earlier this, as you guys know, Fitzpatrick had never won an actual PGA Tour event. I think he'd won like seven European I Tour events. I know what you're uh, so, <laughs> so Fitzpatrick apparently this spring won the uh, Bears Club member member at Jack's place in Jupiter. And uh, Jack, you know, pulled him aside after the, after the, the member member champ, you know, trophy presentation and said, congrats on your first win in America. Yep, and now he's got another one. And that uh, field, by the way, that field is better than probably oh yeah some PGA Tour events. But also, <laughs> they, they had a great uh, shot of Fitzpatrick talking to Jack on the phone on 18 green. I mean, this had to be within minutes of winning the championship, and um, he he got to tell Jack, "Hey, I got a second win in America now." So. And also, also, I didn't know Matt Fitzpatrick had braces until today. I yeah. didn't know that either. Crazy until yeah. this weekend. But if you do, if, if I get to, if I would have braces, if I got to hold the US open, so that's fine. Um, that is, that, I was thinking about that. It's kind of crazy. Cause we know his like whole adult life up to this point, he, he hasn't had braces. It's just like, oh man, I won the US open, but kind of a rough break that the pictures for the rest of my life, holding the US open with me with braces. my family. Yeah. <laughs> also, I, I was watching with like oh, well. his terrible teeth. I was like, dude, he's work. He's working on it at least. Like, <laughs> But it's also like an English thing to kind of have shitty teeth, right? Yeah, he, he honestly should he should take them off, right? He's, uh, he's not he's not embracing his culture. Maybe they're making them worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do in England. They give you braces to make your teeth more like this. <laughs> um, so speaking of Jack Nicholas, a cool little nugget that I didn't know until the press conference afterwards. But now Jack and Matt Fitzpatrick are the only two to ever win a USAM and a U and a US Open at the same golf course. And yep. Julie um, who they showed in the graphic and Tariko kind of you know didn't kind mention, but bumped her out. But uh, but yeah, so Jack did it at Pebble Beach. Yeah, he won cool. a USAM and a very cool. Open, so pr- pretty cool little stat there too. Yeah, when Matt was in contention on like Saturday, I started thinking about that, wondering, and I was kind of waiting for them to. Say bring something it up. About of course, it, yeah. they did yesterday or today, which is great. Also, Fitzpatrick, you know, Francis, we met, take center stage anytime we're at, at the country club. And um, Fitzpatrick joins, we met as one of, I believe, only 13 guys now who have won a US AM and a US Open. Um, interestingly, we met won the US AM after the US Open, which is kind of the reverse order of, of things as we know them in modern golf. But I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
And if you guys don't know who Francis we met is, there is an awesome movie with Shia LaBeouf, uh, the greatest game ever played. I think that's for me, that's like a top three golf movie. I love that movie. It's the story of Francis we met and his, and his little caddy, his little 10 year old caddy. Um, but so if you haven't seen that, definitely go watch that. It's worth the, you know, the hour and 45 minutes. For I that. think one last thing I want to add about him is that this is a, this is maybe a little niche, but, um, this guy who I carried for one time owns a golf auction company. And so he knows mm. a ton about golf memorabilia. And he was talking that the USGA had the original scorecards, golf balls, and the irons he used to win. And he had what the guy, what my, this, the auction guy compared, he, he's like looking at his irons. He goes, Oh my God, like these are, these would have been like handmade mirrors, like back in the day, like they were from some guy in St. Andrews. The only way you could get them in the United States, if you had them imported, he's like, they would have cost like, the equivalent of like when PXG first came out, like thousands of dollars for these irons. Really? So he's like, that's a very interesting sort of wrinkle in his like poor kid from across the street story. Hmm. Uh, so I was like, that's interesting. He had like, it is interesting. Like, he goes, he said, he's like, he worked in a sporting goods shop. He's like, but even still, like if you work at a golf shop, they don't have handmade mirrors in the shop for the employees to just snag. So speaking of handmade mirrors, I know this is completely off topic, but did you guys get a peek at Adam Scott's new, like one of one mirror irons? I tossed this in the story a couple weeks ago. Those are, those are delightful. <laughs> I mean, they are beautiful. Yes. That it like, and they got the little AS on the back. Just a, mm, just a, little, a nice little touch. Those are, those are pure in a catch out right there. too much golf to buy mirrors. I had to buy new ones. So I couldn't, could never do that. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, uh, well, coming up this next week, we have the Travelers at the second worst named golf course <laughs> of all time, uh, right behind TPC Craig Ranch. Yep. Uh, what, 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 what golf course do we have this week? TPC River Highlands. Yeah. Worst name. One of the worst. It's, it's, it's not great. Yeah. It's not great. It's, it's not great. The TPC courses, they're just, they're running out of names. They truly yeah. are. They really, really, truly are. Why not just TPC um, Connecticut. Like what? What's wrong with that? Yeah, yeah, that's better than that. I don't know. Texas, just go like state name. Because like, there's only one. Couple, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's not. Yeah. Most states, most states probably yeah. only have one. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but this week, yeah, I mean. Oh, and then we also got the uh, KPMG hmm. Women's PGA Championship is coming up this week. And please look forward to the roundtable episode. We recorded an interview a couple weeks ago with Pete Went, who is the head superintendent there. I think is title is actually what director of of golf course grounds or something yeah, of that nature but or, or head superintendent as he said that he he's responsible for all the grass that's at even the grass outside the front gate and the yeah green, so. he said if it grows at congressional I'm, I'm in charge of it so um absolutely you know one of my most favorite pods we've done to, yeah. to date um, i think sure. you guys will find it really fun and interesting and we'll talk all things congressional, and also you'll learn a lot about Pete and his That's career. That's coming out and, this week, correct? And, and yes, on Wednesday. That'll be out Wednesday. Yeah. Cool. So the ladies will be there this weekend. They had, incidentally, they had a uh, a great finish uh, on the LPGA tour this this weekend. Three way playoff: Jennifer Cupcho, Leona McGuire, who's a great young Irish player that played at Duke, yep. who just turned pro, and Nelly Corda, who Nelly Corda, um, for those who don't know, you know, she had risen all the way to number one in the world, and she had this blood clot situation, had to sit four months out. U.S. Women's Open was her first tournament back, and she had a great finish. I think top ten or top fifteen. She finds herself in a playoff this weekend. So amazing that she's able to jump right back in it like that. But Jennifer Cupshow, who um, most people know from winning the first ever Augusta National Women's Amateur, gets the win. Uh, so yeah, a lot of exciting things going on for the ladies, and looking forward to watching Congressional this weekend. The course is going to be, the course is going to be the star. I mean, the course That's is just for sure. 
the, the unbelievable the renovations the the movement of the you know the tenth hole it's gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting to watch I, I'm I'm gonna be locked into that one definitely more than yeah. uh, than the than the travelers I think this yeah one. yeah this is a great opportunity if you if you really enjoyed the the U.S. Open but you kind of got enough of the men's this is a great week to uh to focus more on a great golf course and forget about TPC River you know Island. I'm gonna come out and say it. you most definitely should watch yeah women play congressional versus a lousy field of men play TPC Connecticut. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. Let's, let's golf clap that and we can end it there. Absolutely. Beautiful. All right. All right. Cheers, it. boys.